Over these past couple weeks, or past couple days at least, I've had a couple country songs running in my head as I've been meditating on the fall of Adam and Eve. I just wonder if at that time Adam had a guitar in his hands, maybe a recorder, we would have heard him singing a song something like this. I didn't know God made honky-tonk angels. I might have known you'd never make a wife. You gave up the only one that ever loved you and went back to the wild side of life. Then Eve, like with a fire in her eyes, like grabbed the guitar out of his hand and then started strumming her own song. It's a shame that all the blame is on us women. It's not true that only you men feel the same. From the start, most every heart that's ever broken was because there always was a man to blame. It wasn't God who made honky-tonk women. Like you said in the words of your song, too many times married men think they're still single. That has caused many a good girl to go wrong. The last time you'll ever hear me sing in country in the church, I promise. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That deserves an applause. That's a pity applause if I've ever heard one before, I tell you. That same song, I think, has been echoing since the beginning of the fall. Whose blame is it? The fall that we went through in Adam and Eve in the garden. I think we all know the answer. It's the woman, obviously, right? Actually, I tend to uh, be more inclined to take Eve's side on this one. Maybe it's because I like Kitty Wells. But because even in the beginning, it was when Adam, the first married man, acted like he was still single, that led a good girl to go wrong. The first sin ever committed in the history of this world, according to Scripture, was by a woman. But behind that fallen woman, there was a man who failed to protect her when she needed him most. That's the first question we should have when looking at the Scriptures. Where the heck was Adam when his wife was being accosted by the diabolical? Was he busy? Was he afraid of the fight with the serpent? Was he out acting like he was still single, doing his own thing? You know, I hear still the echoes of this. The big problem of our times is feminism, like women trying to usurp the power of men, rebelling against men. To me, it just sounds like an echo of the original cry of Adam in the garden after the fall. It wasn't my fault. It was the woman's fault, whom you put here with me. The problem isn't with women. I think the real problem of our times are the men who refuse to fight and to die to protect the women in their lives. Young men who do not do everything they can to protect the dignity and the purity of the women that they are courting in early years. Husbands who refuse to lay down their life for their wives. Fathers who do not make the necessary sacrifices of their own time, their comfort, to teach their children right from wrong. And priests 
who are more interested in protecting themselves than to lay down their life for the salvation of the souls entrusted to their care. If Adam had stood up to protect Eve in that garden, probably she wouldn't have fallen. It's when us men fail to govern, to protect, and to guide our loved ones. That's when the families fall apart. That's when the devil gets in. And that's exactly what we see Jesus Christ going to combat today in the desert. The desert imagery, compared with the Garden of Eden, the desert is what the world turned into when Eve, when Adam failed to protect Eve. It's the fallen image of the garden, no longer a water source of grace. It's a wasteland. And why did it become that way? Because Adam wasn't there to protect his wife. And now Christ goes in to turn the table. It's not like the devil just found Jesus in the desert after 40 days. Jesus went into that desert, into the place where the devil was waiting, looking for a fight. He goes in there as the new Adam, the redeemed Adam, to do the very thing that the old Adam failed to do. Conquer the devil and lay down his life for his bride, the church. That's what a redeemed man does. He walks into battle, not away from it. Adam ran away from suffering in the garden. Jesus Christ walked right into it. And that's what we as men are called to be. To go into the desert of our own lives, to combat the devil, and to lay down our life for the loved ones that have been entrusted to our care. But this is something that is very difficult for our fallen nature. And recently I found out that one of my best friends in seminary, five years known him, ordained before me, he left the active priesthood. It was the problems going on in the church and also just the difficulties of the vocation, but he walked out. And when I was talking to my spiritual director about this, he told me something I've been reflecting on for my own self a lot as a priest. He said, your friend didn't realize that he was being ordained to die. Just as many men, when they go into marriage, do not realize that they are being married to die. To offer their life as a sacrifice for their wife and for their children. That's why I wear black. That's why you almost always find me in a cassock. The cassock represents the pall that goes over a coffin at a funeral. Black represents death. It's an image of you no longer live for yourself, you live for your people. That's also why men traditionally wear black tuxedos when they get married. It's because that black represents a death to everything else and a yes to my wife. I will die, lay down my life for you. But to be honest with you, I never understood personally what a selfish person I am, like how egotistical I am as a man, how hardwired I am for self-preservation until I became a priest. It never occurred to me. 
how difficult it is to, for a man to die to himself. You know, there's a saying, no male can become a man until he becomes a father. No male can become a man until he becomes a father. Why? Because only when a male becomes a father does he learn to love another more than himself. He learns to lay down his life for his wife and the children entrusted to his care. Eve fell in the garden because Adam refused to lay down his life when there was danger at the door. When men fail, women fall. While we're on the topic of original sin, this is something really important for us to realize. Original sin does not affect us all the same way. Original sin affects us according to our sex. So Adam suffered a very significant fall in the garden. Eve suffered a different one. Adam was absent. And in his absence, Eve sought for possession. Adam was passive, fearful, and weak. And in his failure, Eve became overactive, possessive, and domineering. And these are forever the dynamics of our fallen nature as men and as women. Every woman in her fallen nature is tempted to domineer her husband. Every man in our fallen nature is tempted to sit back and relinquish our responsibilities, to give it to somebody else. Some people are really smiling right now. Some people don't look a lot of happiness right now. So I know it took, this is a big lesson for me too as a priest, I trust me. There are few things harder for a man, and women, I think you know this, there's few things harder for a man to step up and to lead his family. It's not our natural thing to do. And there's few things harder for a woman than to relinquish the responsibility that should be for the man. Women are much more tempted to grasp, while men are much more tempted to let go and recede to the background. Same thing with priests. It's very difficult for a priest to lead his parish. It's far easier for us to give the responsibilities to everybody else. And I think everyone knows this if you just look at the ministries list. Who are the ones that step up when all the ministry positions come open? Women, right? And the worst part about this is women are so dang good at everything that you do that it just gives us all the more reason to just step back and let you take the responsibility. And so it just goes into this disordered relationship of women becoming overactive and men becoming more and more passive, giving the responsibility away. And the very big problem with this is that it's a recipe for depression. We are not made for that. And when we do not act according to our nature, that's when we're most depressed. So there have actually been studies. Men are more prone to depression, neurologically speaking, just on a scientific level. We're more prone to depression when we are not leading our families, when we are not being, taking the active role of governing our families. Women 
show much higher signs of depression when they themselves are taking too much responsibility on their hands and not being more receptive to the man's leadership. And something's interesting in confession, this happens all the time. The main things that women will confess are I'm stretching myself too thin. I'm doing too much work. I'm always moving, moving, moving. Men, it's usually the complete opposite. Most men have the temptation, I'm, I'm just sitting back. I really don't care right now. I'm letting my wife take too much responsibility at home. I'm drinking too much or I'm walking, watching too much TV or social media. And so people bring this to confession because they know there's something wrong with it. And they're not happy when that's the dynamic. But we have to understand this because the default is the sinful inclination. Our default will always be to act according to fallen Eve and fallen Adam. We have to consciously work against that. And that's what I want to invite you to do this Lent. Men to step up and lead your families and women to see how are the ways that you can step back and encourage your man in that leadership role. Men to ask ourselves in what ways can you take more steps to lead your family this time? To govern your household by being the primary discipliner in your home, especially with your children. That should not be up to your wife. Especially when it somehow we got the idea in this time that it's up to the women to teach morality and the faith to the children. That is not true. And we know it's not true principally because it doesn't work. When a woman is religious and a man is not, it's like 30% of the children will follow the faith. When it is the man who is teaching morality what is right and what is wrong, and he's leading the family in prayer and following the commandments of God, complete opposite. It's like 70% of the children will follow. So the men have been given a great responsibility to lead the families. And when we fail to do that, things fall apart. And the sad thing is then women so many times women will come to me and say, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. And they have a point. But that's never an excuse to keep going with that broken relationship. It's men who have to step up to take the leadership to guide their, their family in the faith and morality. And ask yourself as, as fathers, have you been just as just as passionate about teaching your children to be faithful to God and the commandments and morality as you have at being successful in sports and in your career in school. Because our great temptation as men is to flee the serpent, to flee those tough conversations. We don't want to go there because it gets messy. Same thing with priests. There is nothing harder for a priest than to talk about sin with his people. And I ask myself, what, like, why is that? Why should that be such a hard thing to talk about the very snakes that can destroy your life and your souls? Well, it's just the fallen Adam nature in us. We're afraid of the conflict. So what do you do? Pull up your pants and you go straight at it. You don't be afraid. Like Jesus Christ today in the desert. He goes in the places that are uninhabited. He goes in the desert region to do combat with the devil. 
And that's what we got to do in our own life as men. And women, if you get the sense that in your relationship, you may be overcompensating, doing things you know that your husband ought to be doing. I offer you a very, very difficult resolution for this Lent. Just stop doing it. Just think of the opposite of Nike. Just don't do it. <laughs> and tell your husband that this is your job. Because a lot of times the, the, the problem can come is if you never want to nag because nagging doesn't inspire, right? It's like a priest always throwing the hammer down. doesn't really inspire goodness. It's like, you, are you encouraging your husband? Are you encouraging him to take leadership? And are you stepping back so that he can do that? Like being a breath of life within him to inspire him into that. That's the recipe for a happy marriage and a happy family. When the man is truly laying down his life for those entrusted to him. In what ways can you help them and encourage them to lay down their life by leading your family? Jesus Christ is the perfect image of what we men are called to become. And it's a becoming because none of us just happen this way. It's a swimming against the current. Because Christ's entire being, as the new Adam, is absolute gift, absolute sacrifice, even unto death. Everything He is and everything we are meant to be is summed up on that crucifix and on what happens on this altar every single time we come to Mass. This is my body given up for you. That's what we're meant to become as men.